Simple Suttas, a podcast on original Buddhism. Visit us at simplesuttas.wordpress.com. Some scenes from the life of the Buddha. I was a spoiled youth. My father had lotus ponds dug for me with lotuses of all colors. My clothes and sandalwood were imported from Kasi. A servant held a white umbrella over my head day and night to keep me from heat or rain. I had three cottages, one for summer, one for winter, and one for the monsoon season. All through the rainy season, I was entertained by female musicians. Even my servants ate meat and high-quality rice. And yet, in all this luxury, the thought occurred to me, when one sees an old person, they're disgusted. But, of course, all of us will grow old eventually. After seeing that, my youth was no longer so intoxicating. Again, I thought, when one sees a sick person, they're appalled. But, of course, all of us get sick from time to time. After realizing that, my good health was no longer so enchanting. And again, I thought, when one sees a corpse, they are repulsed. But, of course, all of us will eventually die. After understanding that, I was no longer so attached to this life. After his liberation, when he was staying on the banks of the Naranjana River near Uruvela, the Buddha sat cross-legged for seven straight days, enjoying the bliss of freedom. He arose at midnight and considered dependent origination. He understood when the cause ceases, the effect also ceases. When there is no more ignorance, there are no more choices. When there are no more choices, there is no more consciousness. When there's no more consciousness, there's no more connection of mind to body. When there's no more connection, there are no more of the six senses. When there's no more six senses, there's no more contact. When there's no more contact, there's no more feeling. When there's no more feeling, there's no more craving. And when there is no more craving, there is no more grasping. And when there is no more grasping, there is no more transmigration, rebirth, old age, death, sorrow, pain, or whole lifetimes of suffering. He then thought of this little poem. When a deeply committed meditator understands the underlying nature of the world, doubt vanishes. They know how to bring an end to these things. Udana 1, 2. As the Buddha lay dying, he noticed Ananda, his beloved attendant, was gone. He asked one of the monks, Where is Ananda? The monk replied, I saw Ananda earlier, leaning against a door and weeping. He was moaning, my teacher, who loves me so much, is dying. And here I am, not even liberated after spending so many years with him. There is so much for me still to do. The Buddha told him, go and tell Ananda, friend, your teacher is calling for you. The monk went and brought Ananda to the Buddha. Wiping away his tears, he bowed and sat down. The Buddha told him, Ananda, don't be sad. Remember that I have always taught from the very beginning that everyone we love, everything we hold dear, will eventually pass away. This body of mine will die like everything else. Ananda, my friend, he continued, for all these years that we've been together, you have been devoted, kind, trustworthy, and generous. Now is the time to devote yourself to striving for liberation. 
Turning to the crowd of monks who gathered around, the Buddha said, Monks, every Buddha of the past and every one in the future will have an attendant and friend like Ananda, wise, intelligent, and always helpful. When anyone comes to see me, whether monks, nuns, or lay people, they are always overjoyed with whatever Ananda has to say. Deganakaya 16. 